K1A.com. And this is the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. My name is Mark Mills. And I'm Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate. And moving right along, we have got an incredible show for you. Yes, today. we do. Uh, Sheriff Rick Ramsey is here. Uh, Shall we say Commander Corey Bryant? How it's just Captain. Captain. Captain Corey <laughs> Bryant. I don't, you know, I don't want to. Just you know, Captain. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't fly very right. far in this uh, operation. For sure. So, Captain Corey Bryant, Sheriff Rick Ramsey are with us. Uh, we're going to talk about season. We're yep. going to talk about crime. We're going to talk about hurricanes and all the above. But uh, first of all, we want to uh, catch a little wrap on the people who make this program happen every week, and that is uh, Florida Keys. Um, uh, sunshine title yes. of the Florida Keys. Uh, Ginny Pinnell up at 103 and the rest of the gals there. Uh, Great no job surprise, as always. No surprise closing. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Uh, and Realtor 1, Realtor 2, the bottom line is, folks, <laughs> you know what? The last thing you want to be thinking about is some kind of evil, ugly surprise exactly. coming up uh, seven days before closing. Surveys, you know, title, all that stuff is so critical and sometimes overlooked in the grand scheme of things when people are thinking about buying the home. But that's that, uh, you know, it's like the bassist, right, Harry? Yeah, well, all you know, the, guy, the guy in the band, it's the bassist who doesn't get the credit, but, it, you know, no, keeps the beat the going. Drummer. Nah. <laughs> I'm a drummer, so I you know, you know. What do you call with a girl who sleeps with uh, everybody in the band? Drummer's girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal, I know. See? We're going to start the Welcome to our show. It's always this way on this radio. Oh, yes, it is. We just went there within two minutes. (laughs) There you go. All right. (laughs) Fun. Good time. Great show. Great show. No FCC ownership of us. Yeah, the error control, mind you. So, bottom line, uh, it's all good, folks. Look, uh, we have kind of an interesting situation here because we are on video. So you can go to Facebook, and that's uh, that's the uh, A1A Media site. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, for YouTube, it is TV A1A. TV A1A. There you go. A1A Media. Media. There you go. So, uh, Facebook, you want to watch us there. Uh, YouTube, you want to watch us there. Type in that uh, magic address and hey, there we are. <laughs> double then, your pleasure, double your fun. We're like kind of like <laughs> syndicated into a podcast later, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so Stitcher, all, you know, all the normal places where you're going to find a podcast. Listen in. Yeah, cool. well, and we've got 82, uh, yeah. actually 81 other episodes right. in there too. So uh, the thrust of today is going to be about uh, hurricane season and mm-hmm. getting ready and stuff like that. But first of all, as season, season. You know, right season uh, <laughs> has uh, started to wrap up finally. Yeah. Well, and they really the traffic hasn't started to die down too much now. Uh, if you're looking at the wide shot, the four shot the gentleman here in the uh, light colored shirt is Sheriff Rick Ramsey. The gentleman over here in the dark shirt with a star on his chest that's Captain Corey Bryant from the Isla Morada uh, portion of Monroe County. And uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you. So Can't tell you how much appreciate you guys coming on. I know yeah, you guys are busy and making time for our. Uh, for our viewers and listeners. Viewers and listeners. Yes. That's, yeah. that's, that's right. Spitting that out. <laughs> we're, we're confused as can be. Right. So, it happens. You know, it was so much easier when we just had <laughs> listeners. You know. I, I didn't have to wear a clean shirt. Yeah, exactly. Standing up. You said, look, I got my uh, Class A's on. There you go. Absolutely. Good deal. Guys, uh, guys, season's over yeah. with. You know, I mean, how do we do, first of all? I guess I'll start. I, okay. no, I don't yeah. know. No, okay. Go ahead, Sheriff. Well, you know, it's, it, this is difficult. You know, uh, it's when the people aren't here, everybody wants them here. And they're oh, all yeah. saying, when they can't get these For people sure. back down here. You know, and then when they are here, we're saying we want them to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so tough because we're a tourist-driven community. Yes, we, we require are. the tourism sure. to, to, to function and survive. But you don't yet, have it. There's no reason for us yeah. to be here. 
I mean, it's paradise. Everybody wants to be here. But yet sure. for us who live here, it's frustrating at times, especially in certain key areas of the traffic, which is like now I'm right the 90 to the mm-hmm. 80. You said it. You know, down south, big pine area, uh, big coppet. Anywhere you have a two-lane road in Monroe, we're going to have some major traffic congestion. because you can Bottleneck. Well, right. you can only yeah. flow so much traffic on a two-lane highway. No matter right. what we do, it's the number one call for the sheriff's office. Yeah, most definitely here is in Monroe. Is that right? No sure. doubt. Yeah. Yes. And people yes. think we can imagine, uh, snap our fingers and make uh, it all go away. But we say, look, we can't be behind every driver. Mm-hmm. And it's tough that we're trying to be proactive policing in the neighborhoods, trying to follow up stuff, doing police work. But, you know, we're stopping cars. We're trying to deal with it. But we just have too much of a volume. So it's good yet bad. Right. I would like to be a fly on the wall in the room where someone decided, let's put a third lane down the middle, <laughs> you know, and they can pass there. And they'll, really, they'll be respectful yeah, yeah. of each right. other. They, they'll follow the rules. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah of course. Well, and will. we all know we see a lot of their traffic congestions or, or, or problems are related to a Dade County drivers. No, oh. no disrespect, but they come down. They're a different way of driving up there. Absolutely. The guy with the Ferrari was a classic example. Right. <laughs> it's every week we see somebody with a pursuit, a chase, or something goes on, and the driver winds up being a weekend driver coming down for the weekend or or a day tripper from Dade through our counties. And Dade, we've all been there. They're speeding, tailgating, they're beeping harm. They're it's aggressive. Oh, aggressive. Yeah. It's, 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 um, I mean, all you got to do is find out when you get out of here, get off the stretch, and get on the turnpike extension. Right. That's, to me, one of the scariest drives there is in South Florida. It's oh my not worse than this. I mean, people are jockeying for position and everything. It's yeah. just, it's crazy. crazy. It is absolutely insane. Yeah. When you get down here, they still drive like they're in Miami. Right. And, right. It, and it's like, plan ahead. You made it. It's a beautiful keys. Enjoy the trip. Look yeah. at the beautiful waters, but Take they're still tailgating, breath. passing, no passing, yeah. speeding, yeah. reckless driving. You're down you know, here. Yeah. It's a road rage. Yeah. When we see road rage incidents, they're generally Dade County sure. people that are involved, starting or one on the other. You know, our residents here are just caught up in the mix. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we say season. Okay, we know generally Christmas time to Easter is the busiest time. Right. Sure. If people wait up north with their family and kids and grandkids to have Christmas. But the day after, bam, they're right, down here. It's yeah. like you hit a switch. Right. And then they're here through Easter, and then it it gets a little bit better. But the days of having a summer, almost no season, are almost gone. You know, I was a kid here in the 70s. It kind of threads right yeah. through now, summer, doesn't it? Yeah. The roads were empty. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bowling alley. Yeah. yeah. Now, watch. It does get less than it is now, but we're never going to get to those days. They're long since oh, no, gone. No, you know, right. And it, they are long since yeah, gone. Progress is great. In some ways, but some sure. way it's um, not the keys that sure. we always remember. Sure. Now, crime rate-wise, though, I mean, yeah. we've had this massive influx of people coming through here, okay. certainly in the last decade or sure. so. Crime rate-wise, though, we're doing pretty good, aren't we? Well, i got to say, I'm blessed to say we are, and i got great people like Captain Corey Bryan here. And, but, you know, it's <laughs> we were really worried after Hurricane Irma what right. we would see. Because oh, yeah. historically, after a major um, incident like this in some communities, sure. you see a rise in crime as yeah. a result of people who come down to target and take advantage of people who have already been victim of something really bad. You're looking at bedlam and pandemonium. Sure. You know. But we are very aggressive after the hurricane to have um, static checkpoints in certain neighborhoods, yep. roadblocks mm-hmm. in certain areas, you know, checking, verifying, on top of stuff, you know, arresting looters. And immediately we shut it down really fast. Yeah. But I was still kind of concerned. What will we see at the end of the year mm-hmm. for a crime rate? Based on what we just went through, right. the worst hurricane since Hurricane Donna in 1960. Right. Thank God, you know, we, we saw a reduction in crime this year, 16.3%. That is fantastic. Monroe right now is at an all-time low for crime per capita. That's amazing. All-time. Wow. So I'm so Thank thankful you, and blessed. Well, you know, i got great people around me and working yeah. with me, and 
you know, um, we set good directions where we want to be. We're very focused on our community policing partnerships, trying to attack crime before right. it happens, sure. prevent, deter crime if we can. If it happens, be aggressive to solve it. And um, I think, too, you've yeah. created a culture with yeah. the officers yeah. that all work in a great team. I always tell folks as they're looking at buying property, I say, I think we've got the greatest police force there is. They're, they're here to help. They're not here yeah. to antagonize. Thanks, Mike. And that's and absolutely true. You do true. such a great that's job. So good. Well, he's being very modest, too, because one of the things he really pushes for all of us as his commanders and stuff are that, you know, we work really well with the neighborhoods. Right. Got great crime yeah. watches and stuff. All the people in the communities are actually out there helping us with everything. I mean, we, right. we are, do our cleanups and stuff, all mm-hmm. of our community stuff that we're doing. And having them involved with us, our Citizens Police Academy, that's all so important because now they see what we're doing and how we're doing it, and we're also participating with them. changes the whole outlook yep. for everything. It's one of the really, really cool things I've seen about the Keys over the years is that, you know, you go into somebody's neighborhood, and it can be anywhere, any mm-hmm. island, right. up and down, and you ask them, who's in charge of the uh, Monroe County Sheriff's here? They know. They yeah, do, well, yeah. I mean, they know. They absolutely know. It's not, not Rick Ramsey. He's the sheriff overall. But they know the Corey Bryants. But that's part know. of my community policing efforts. And like you say, you go to Rotary Chamber Leadership, sure. you'll see our people oh, at yes. all these meetings. Always. All my commanders are required to be um, volunteering, you know, giving back. You know, Children's Shelters or Mark or United mm-hmm. Ways, Rotary Chambers. We want to have these relationships early on. We want to have these partnerships. Mm-hmm. We want to know what's going on. We sure. want you to know Rick Ramsey so you can, or Corey Bryant so you can call him and say, Hey, Corey, this is going on. Yeah. But what's important to me, too, is my commanders, just what you said, in my geographic areas, I have four patrol stations with an XO and CO, lieutenant right. and captain, who are in charge of those areas. Right. And it's important that those particular geographic communities know who my representatives are. Mm-hmm. And Corey doesn't do it any better than Corey. Everyone on Alamada knows who Captain Corey Bryan is. You Absolutely. Know it. And they got his phone number. He's there. Seven days a week. Doesn't matter what the event is, you'll see Corey out there. Oh, I see you, you know, directing traffic at San Pedro. You know, <laughs> traffic. <laughs> yeah. He's out there leading by example. You know, that's what we tell my commanders: sure. is look, the, it's not the higher you go, the less work you do. The mm-hmm. higher you go for Rick Ramsey, the more work, the more responsibility, the more task on you, the more your personal life is affected. That sure. at some point in time, work is almost has to be right up there with your family when right. you get higher up. Hate to say it, yeah. but when you get these high levels, so much counts yeah. on Corey. But, but honestly, it's all in a good way. I mean, because uh, we, we've all grown up and lived here. I've yeah, been here sure. for 33 years. Yeah, sure. well, I was going to say, Rick, how long have you been yeah. with the Sheriff's Department? I've been in the Sheriff's Office for 32 years. Wow. I've lived here for 43. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. I mean, we, I grew up working with him and stuff. So the point is, is that we don't mind it. I mean, I really don't. I love the people here. I love this community. It's, it's great. And all it does is gives me an opportunity working with the Sheriff's Office to be more involved with right. everybody here. So. You know, some people may not like their jobs or may not think it's a great thing. This is a great thing for us. That's great. I gotta yeah. you, and doing these cleanups and stuff, I, I know I'm kind of a little bit focused on that. They are such a great thing. When you look out there and see all this trash and all this yep. stuff that's happening out in the yep. water, it, it's it's despicable. When we're out here now and we're doing these cleanups and helping everybody, it's huge. It's, it is, makes such a big difference. That it, sense of community. Yeah, it, 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 so it goes back important. to what we said about culture so important. that you've created. Well, I tell people all the time is, look, you know um, – People always ask about why we picking up people's trash. Well, so mm-hmm. who else is going to do it? Yeah, right. It's easy to say it's not my job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we focus on, I tell my commanders, I want to find less reason why we can't get something done. I want you to find more energy to figure out how to get it done. But it is our job. That's it should be everybody's yeah. job. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but it's called I, pride of ownership. Yes. Well, I tell people is that, listen, as you grow here and we have family, friends, and visitors and grandkids, you want to have a clean, right. safe neighborhood. You want your kids to be able to go out and play. You want to be right. on, a, on a boat and snorkeling and not see trash, garbage, debris. Right. Our environment is so critical and sensitive. But besides the fact, my belief is truly, I think that 
dirty, disheveled neighborhoods are more crime-ridden. Sure. No question about it. Cleaner neighborhoods are more apt to be um, uh, less uh, crime and, and safer. So we think cleaner neighborhoods, we say better, cleaner, safer streets, better, cleaner, safer neighborhoods. And I'm a true believer in the broken windows theory and focusing on community policing, partnerships, clean neighborhoods, or safe neighborhoods. And i got to believe that we've continued to see dramatic reductions in, in crime that what we're doing has to be effective. It yeah. has to be working. Well, Tony, and you two, you two are going to be the key to this too. Yeah, part of the deal, real, right? You're realtors, and you're seeing this. You're able to tell the right. people, look, this is what the sheriff's office has done. This is Absolutely. where we're at with Absolutely. stuff. So it's very important. Or graffiti. I mean, we see right. no graffiti. No, right that, that's right. an amazing thing. Is that you don't see any graffiti. Right. You don't see, and that's a big oh. part of what I'm, I'm speaking to a lot of our clientele is saying, listen, because I'll get that question. Hey, how's crime? I said, you know, we're very, very fortunate. Our yeah. crime, especially violent crime, really is not exactly. And if it is as we discussed it's usually a specific issue mm-hmm. it isn't anonymous right. and really crimes that happen here seem to be more crimes of opportunity you know, there's a, a guy that I've known for about 40 years and, and you gentlemen may know him his name is Tony Boza and Tony was the uh, basically the chief of police mm-hmm. mayor of New York City for a number of years and then he moved to the Twin Cities where I grew up mm-hmm. and uh, I was uh, walking into work one day and the chief's walking out you know, and uh, he, he always used to pick on me and say I look like, uh, who was the guy who was a quarterback for uh, Chicago? Uh, oh, McMahon. McMahon. Because yeah. we, we both had wayfarers. <laughs> Bozo wasn't all that creative, yeah. but he said, and I, I'm going to use a word here, but it's not a real bad word. But he said, you know, the bottom line is, you know, uh, if you want to clean up crime, clean up your neighborhood because people don't go to shitty neighborhoods right. to steal. Yeah, right. True. And, yeah. You know, and I tell people with the crime and... The graffiti. You go to Miami Hialeah, you see those walls and buildings that graffitied up. And I ask people all the time, when you see that, what do you think? And they always tell me the same thing. Gangs, crime, yep. violence. Right. So even if it doesn't exist, the existence in the mind. Perception if is If it's reality. in your mind, it's Absolutely. reality. Yes, yep. exactly, Michael. So I tell my commanders, I hate graffiti. I don't want to see it. I tell them, once you see it or become aware of it, how long do you have to get rid of it? 24 hours. 24 we hours. you got 24 hours to get rid of it. I tell them, I don't yeah. care what you got to do. One time they said, what if, what if it's on someone's building or wall? Paint it out. Paint yeah. it. it. What if they don't like it? They consume me. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. You know, but, <laughs> but it's like a cancer. If we don't stop oh, it, it know, continues absolutely. to go on. And they paint it. We paint it out. They paint it. I say, paint it back. I don't care. Eventually they'll give up or yeah. we'll catch them. It's hard to catch them, but you know, we, we don't want to see shopping carts. We, mm-hmm. we pick up shopping carts and we bring them back yeah. because we don't want to see them. They're a nuisance. They look like, um, you know, um, you know, HUD housing areas. Right, right. And besides the fact that they do cost you money, if we don't bring them back, sure. who pays for it? The consumer. Absolutely, we do. You know, yeah. and absolutely. You know, I, I, it's I, little things. I yeah. spent a lot of time in San Francisco growing up. You know, in in college, and one of the things I noticed because we had they had a horrible graffiti problem there. Okay. And I, I've always thought that they say like certain things are a gateway drug. I've always thought that graffiti is a gateway. It's more crime. Type of crime. Right. You know, that's where kids will start. Right. Okay, great. Yep. I got ahead yep. of it. And, sure. and it just it snowballs from there. That's a thing I've always picked up. So yeah. neutralizing it when it starts, I think, is super effective. We focus on our community policing is try to fix the small problems before they become big problems. Mm-hmm. And we focus on quality of life. Instead of just being reactive to crime, we want to be proactive, try to prevent, deter if we can, and be part of the solution versus part of the problem, and knowing that little problems become big problems. Mm-hmm. So we... And, we do stuff that most people don't do, you know, whether it be trash or graffiti or someone's got a flat tire on the side of the road. Instead of calling AAA, we're going to change your tire. You know, you it's, it's someone's garbage cans in the middle street. We're going to pick it up. Your dog's um, running loose. We're bringing it home. You know, we've seen pictures of us before with a patrol car <laughs> with a dog in the passenger seat we picked up. 
Yeah. All of these are reasons, folks, that you want to live in. Right. You know, and, and I think so. that that's another major reason why real estate-wise we've picked up so great is because okay. of what you guys do. There's some other areas that people are looking at vacation areas that, when they're thinking about buying a property. Sure. But one of the caveats might be is, okay, I'm looking at this area, but there's – crime and things, considerations that I got to look at. Whereas you look at the Florida Keys and you go, hey, wait a minute. That's a so, safe place for my family, for sure, my belongings, sure. for my house if I'm not here part of the year. And I think that's, again, a testament to what you guys yeah. do. That's Thank small you. town Thank feeling, you. That, that hometown. So. We will, we will, uh, and we're going to stop for Yes, <laughs> a breather. <laughs> I was hoping to get one before, but then he started talking. Yeah, he so, oh, Mike, what are you going to do? Jeez. I'm telling you, folks, uh, this is really uh, we're a ple- uh, we, it's a great cool. pleasure very, for us very to, cool have, to have uh, Sheriff Rick Ramsey and uh, Captain Corey Bryan on with us today. Uh, if you'll stay with us, uh, we'll be back with uh, a whole bunch more on hurricanes. They had a hurricane test uh, down a marathon for all of the keys. We'll talk about that. Great stuff. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate with your real estate conk featured property. Today, spotlighting 125 Venetian Drive in Isla Mirada. Here, you can enjoy the phenomenal Isla Mirada lifestyle in this just-built waterfront home. Everything's new. Three bedrooms upstairs and a separate guest suite downstairs. Exceptional features include stunning granite kitchen, veranda, sumptuous master bath, and a homeowner's park with its rare sandy beach. This is your bucket list opportunity. For more information on this home and other power buys, contact me at 305 305- 5439-7730 and visit my award-winning Florida Keys lifestyle blog at therealestatecomp.com. Surprise! <laughs> Great for a birthday, anniversary party, but a real estate transaction? Mm-mm, that is not what you want. You don't want surprises when it comes to closing a real estate deal. The way to a smooth closing with no surprises is Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. Call Ginny or Pam or even Irene. Hey, These three gals will take care of you, close your transaction smoothly with no surprises. Real estate closings, 1031 exchange, escrow, all your needs are taken care of there with no surprises. It's Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. Call 305-451-0032 or just Google up Sunshine Title of the Florida Keys. Hello, Radio A1A listeners. This is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate. Let me ask you, are you tired of the same old real estate agents doing the same old stuff the same old way? I provide a level of service that most agents can't, don't, or won't. Contact me to find your piece of paradise here in the Florida Keys or to assist you in finding a great agent nationwide. As part of the Christie's International Real Estate Network, I've got a team of agents that can take care of you no matter where you are. So no matter what your real estate needs are, with 22 years of service, contact me, Michael Marinelli, the real estate conk of American Caribbean Real Estate at 305-439-7730 or visit me at my award-winning Florida Keys Real Estate and Lifestyle blog at therealestateconk.com. I look forward to working with you soon. As a musician, I understand why Harry likes this because he's oh, got yeah. that walking bass <laughs> you know it. line in it. You know, I think he just you know it, it just drums him right up. No pun intended. So, if you're on the uh, four shot, which I think you yes. are, 
to the uh, far left is uh, Captain Corey Bryant of the Alamorada Office of Monroe County Sheriffs. The guy in the nice shirt there, cleanest shirt in the group. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sheriff Rick Ramsey, uh, Michael Marinelli yes. of American Caribbean, Caribbean Real, Real Estate. Estate. There you go. And Mark Mills, retired realtor. Yes. And kind of a gad about bon doing nothing. Uh, yeah, you know, I got no reason down. for a living except this radio show. <laughs> there you go. Please tune in. No and pressure. There you no go. pressure None. at all. None whatsoever. Please go to Facebook and like yes. us. Uh, if you want to see the video uh, of this program and you're used to just listening to the audio, you can go to um, uh, uh, YouTube. There you go. Thank YouTube. you. And that stroke yep. didn't hurt me at no, all. No, not at all. <laughs> so, Couldn't uh, tell. Yeah, go to, <laughs> huh? go to YouTube and uh, you put in the A1A Media. Uh, A1A Media. Uh, boom. There you are. There you can go watch to it. Facebook. Put the same crap up in the address bar. You're good to go. You know it. So. Uh, we are talking with these two gentlemen uh, about uh, Florida Keys uh, season, uh, crime rate, what we've gotten through so far. Tremendous amount of reason, uh, uh, amount of reasons to yeah. come down here and look for a property, place to live. Uh, but also, this is a great place to live just because, you know, crime rate is down how much? 16.3% this past wow. year. That's, that's amazing. That's yeah. Nowhere else in the county or in the, in the country especially, where that's going on. Especially considering we have such a major event in Fantasy Fest. Right. And things like that that, that we're able to actually bring it down. That's well, great. just all of our transients job. that come yeah. down here and stuff. And like yeah. the sheriff was saying, I mean, we, we have Easy a lot of people. place to be homeless. Right. And yeah. It, yeah. But these Sadly. guys stay on top of it. It's sure. really, really good. And, again, like we were talking earlier, I think a lot of it is just um, – you know, our great involvement with the community and right. the community giving right. back to helping the sheriff's office with everything, too. Yeah. And so I don't want to mad key. whack uh, Key West with Fantasy Fest. I mean, uh, that has actually been a pretty well-oiled event yeah. for a long time. No pun great. intended Done there. Great <laughs> <job>. <laughs> they have Very nice. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> the gentleman at La Tida will yeah. enjoy yeah. that one. I'm sure. Thank you very much. Moving right along. So uh, you guys were just involved in a test evacuation, basically, for hurricanes. Uh, that kind of a drill, if you will? Mark, you know, every year before the hurricane season, the uh, county uh, EOC, uh, Emergency right. Management Division, uh, puts together a uh, hurricane drill. Right. And it's monitored by the state, mm-hmm. and it's all players involved from state, local, federal. We have people from the Navy base. We have people down there from the city of Key West, Marathon, right. Alamrata. Right. You know, all the different departments have to be there, all the different um Florida Keys Electric Co-op and Our Keys Energy. Our infrastructure here is a lot more complicated than people give it credit for. It is. You know, especially since we're so long. And mm-hmm. if we were squared off, it would be a lot different. But, sure. you know, and we have, you know, five cities in one county. And, yep. and the geographic nature makes it challenging at best. Big but, time. So we did have a drill this morning. Mm-hmm. They, um, they have a scenario based, and they give you a simulated drill of what you're seeing. Uh, of a storm out in the, in the Atlantic somewhere sure. so many days out, and they give you some information on it. Then they come up the next scenario. will tell you what the storm is allegedly doing. It's all, uh, you know, uh, they're making up as they go along mm-hmm. or, right. or, or planned. <laughs> God, and that's got to be scary all they, on its own Well, they right try to throw you curveballs, sure. so you yeah. get a plan for Irma what's was a, today. Irma was a major cur- yeah. curveball. Yeah. Well, well, we like thought it was going to hit, yeah. you know. So they're just trying to change the scenario and keep you guessing and keep you changing what you're going to do. And all of a sudden, okay, right. boom, next report comes out done a crazy Ivan, or it's gone from a, a one to a four, you know, whatever it may be. And they're trying to test your plans, what you're going to do, what would you do, how would you do it, what would you do at this point in time, mm-hmm. we're, um, you know, 48 hours out, out. What, what do you, what's your plans right now, what are you doing right, right now? Right. So, and then they're, as they're doing this, they go through and they're, and they're checking, asking questions, and then they do the storm, and in the end, when it's over, then they do a hot wash, they go through and try to analyze and ask you questions, why did you do this, or what, did you think about this, or maybe you should have done this or explain your your um, actions. 
so you can better tell people what you did and why and or learn from whether your decision was a good or bad decision, you know, because mm-hmm. you want to try to run through it and get the cobwebs off before the hurricane season. Hopefully there's no need for it. But, you know, new players come into place, you know, whether it be electric company or aqueduct authority or sheriff's right. office or Navy base. There's a brand new base captain, you know, mm-hmm. base captain's coming in next week. So he's not even from here. So he's here at the drill. That's a big deal. It yeah. is. You know, he's the base of captain. <laughs> yeah. We surely want him to be a part of the solution and know what he can expect from us yeah, and be right. prepared, too, because this has got to be new stuff for him. Sure. So as new people come in and out, health department, you know, and SBCA, you name it, there's right. representative from every department that could be needed for here. It's a good chance for people to either bring in new people and get them ready to go right, right. and or make sure they feel confident. See what may have changed with FEMA and, and mitigation and, and the county. What is the county's plans? The county uh, has changed their plans. If so, what? How does that fall into place? What do you need for tracking of resources or to ask for certain stuff? How do you do stuff to make sure you get the reimbursement from FEMA? We all hear the news about the county and city struggling to try to get money back. Right. And uh, the government yeah. seems to always find some reason why. Oh, yeah. we're going to deny that <laughs> yeah. claim. Amazing no. happens. Really? Oh, we, we know the county is fighting a $6 million claim for the base camp. They said, oh, well, you didn't tell us ahead of time, so I'm um, sorry. We're not going to pay you. So it's, <laughs> That's it's, ridiculous. It's, yeah. It's like you're dealing with them. Um, you know, well, windstorm flood, always some reason yeah. why they, they don't want to pay the claim. Yeah. <laughs> it's not much different when it comes to FEMA. Holy sure. cow. I hate to say, yeah. but you're listening on FEMA? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. <laughs> truth hurts. Uh, yeah. But, you know, so anyway, this is a good time for us all to get together. And, you know, everything is based on partnerships, whether it be sure. law enforcement, uh, firefighting. We talked about earlier mm-hmm. about the fire up there at the bungalows and how well that worked because of partnerships. Same thing here. If something bad happens, we all have to come together. Great. The cities and counties and all the different agencies that make it up what it is to make sure we have the best chance to get information out, to be prepared, to mitigate, to have a plan, to make sure our citizens are safe and try to do the best we can to protect their assets and, and do the best we can to recover. The recovery aspect is, um, you know, the storm itself is one thing. We know that's uh, here and gone within a few days, the biggest part of recovery. Right. As we know, they take years. You know, sure. Hurricane Andrew and Homestead, it took Homestead, still. 10 years. Yeah. To, it's still. still. Let's face it's it. Still. It's but still. But 10 yeah. years to recover. Yeah. Monroe, Huge. the cities and counties did a really good job after Irma. i got to say, they got uh, back know. on their feet pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Especially um, the pressure was there because this community relies on tourism. For and if, sure. this, if, if it's not intact, how can we survive? And right. i got to say, they they knocked it out of the park on, on getting back on our feet. Right. Now, two questions. One, uh, how, did we do well with the drill? I mean, uh, do you feel like you and the uh, other guys that – you know, you all got together, hunkered down, and made this happen. I mean, you're, you're feeling like we're prepared for... Well, I like to think so. You know, we, we like to think we're always hurricane prepared because we're in a hurricane zone area. Mm-hmm. You know, and most of my commanders, my lieutenants and captains have all been here 30-plus years. So I have yeah, a very right. experienced team of leaders who have been through hurricane after hurricane after hurricane and just went through the big one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't matter what the storm is. You always get a curveball from Mother right. Nature. Sure, yeah. You know, overall, I think we're pretty good. You know, when we were um, teams all sat together, all seemed happy and ready to roll, and we think we have a good plan. But you know what they say about the best plans, you know. Mm-hmm. It, Mice it, and men, yeah. You know, yeah we had the best it, plans yeah. for Irma, but when the crap hits the fan, then those plans kind of halfway go out the window. Sure, you got to crisis absolutely. manage. you got to make decisions on the fly. we got to make stuff happen. You know, Sheriff's Office is focused on, yeah. like we say, mission-orientated. Mm-hmm. Things change. How do just we got to redirect and figure out how are we going to accomplish this mission. Right. right. Versus, oh, my God, the plan is not in the plan. The plan says it's supposed to be something different. <laughs> well, Plan's yeah, an outline. Yeah. Yeah. Hurricane that, doesn't that, care about the plan. We're yeah. like, okay, yeah. we have to adapt and overcome. Okay, right. we, yeah. we've got to solve this problem. So right. I think the sheriff's office will always be ready. You know, we're always – I'm 
whether I'm here or not, not just because right. of Rick Ramsey. You know, law enforcement are geared towards, you know, somehow solving the crisis, whether it be right. gasoline tanker uh, overturns, whether it be, um, you know, some big huge fire or the road mm-hmm. the bridge blows up. Somehow law enforcement always steps up and always gets the job done. And, you know, firefighters, law enforcement, that's our job. That's what we train every day. We live, you know, whether it be a, a par- firefighter, paramedic, police officer, is to get the job done and protect yeah. life, limb, property in that order and, and be focused on trying to be there no matter what. Well, and the, the, the bonus question here was, you know, for both of you guys. Right. This is you, Corey. Looking back. <laughs> and leave it alone. Come on. <laughs> nice. You know, trying to draw Corey out right. of his shell. Come uh, on, guys. That's, that's not a like, problem. I'm just, I'm right. just overpowering yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ninja game where I'm in yeah, that thing, is. you know. Yeah, exactly. Mind <laughs> melt. You know? Looking back on Irma, have you both had moments where you kind of went, wow, we made this happen? Oh, Good. yeah. Start yeah. yeah, no, most definitely. Well, here, Mikey made a great point. It's an outline. Right. And, and that's yeah. what happened with this whole thing. Um, you know, we were moving assets around our boats and our signs and stuff, trying to get those things secured. Um, we were down at one point, and then we're back up with this stuff. But the bottom line came down is that we lost communications, and we had some yes. issues with that. However, I think, and, and I think um, the sheriff is going to be able to testify with this, too. He relied on his commanders. He knew that we knew what to do with it. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we were down almost for two days where we could really talk. Well, you know, we ended up all meeting together down right. in Marathon to get a good game plan of where we're at, what we're doing, what resources we need, what have we used, and it worked. Now, the communication effort that we're working on now to try to get our system working properly and where we're going to be able to stay up for, for the entire time it is it's actually in the in the process now. So right. I, I think that that's going to get easier and better for us. But, again, he had the confidence in us where he knew that we were going to be able to take care of right. ourselves and of all, all of our troops. Sure. And it worked out good. We were able to do that. Um, again, it's a hiccup. It was an outline, and we've just moved right on through it. It worked out really good, I felt. Right. I tell you, interesting, what Corey's uh, talking about, elaborate on. As we know, we lost total communications countywide. The you know, sheriff's mm-hmm. office is no different. We lost um, police radios. Phones, uh, computers. That's got to be a moment, Internet. you know, for guys in your situations. Communications, like, key. Right. right. Boy. You know. We had zero ability to communicate with anybody right. outside of a small little area. Our radios were basically like a walkie-talkie. Sure. Line of sight, you know, yeah, nothing. That's it. So when this happened, we all had the same problem countywide. A, you know, first thing was the roads were impassable everywhere between right. seaweed and cars and boats right, and right. sand. Well, I couldn't be the coach and give the plan out to the, the to my, my quarterbacks. So I had to rely on them, that I, and I knew that it could do it. Yeah. So only I was a marathon, and there I gave some orders and directions, and my first stuff was, we have to get this road open. Mm-hmm. So we commandeer every piece of equipment we could find. In the sheriff's office, we even have some demilitarized stuff from the government just for this, you know, front-end <laughs> loaders. I yeah, specifically sure. get from the government and sure. store it in case I need it because yeah. I, I can't rely on anybody else. We have to be. We have to figure the first seventy-two hours after hurricane, you're on your own. Yeah, absolutely. So, in fact, I just bid on a, uh, a piece of another front-end loader from the government. You know, it's in Mississippi to try to get it. It's like you know, it costs like a thousand bucks for a front-end loader. Right. And I keep them maintained so we can clear the roads. We have to sure. put the blade down and just go and clear right, a path. Yeah. So I could take care of Marathon. I got landscapers and contractors I knew and word of mouth. Sure. I had a bunch of guys show up in the morning. We said. We're going to clear the airport first, and we're going to clear U.S. one second. Yep. But my commanders in the Alamrata, Key Largo, and Lower Key Station, I couldn't talk to them. Right. But these are smart men and women. They had the same plan. While I was doing it here, in my geographic area, I can control Corey, you know, Finelli, Ramirez, you know, down south, Catala, my teams. 
they were doing the same thing. They right. commandeered every piece of heavy equipment there was. Their goal is we have to get one lane through US right. one so emergency vehicles, police fire rescue can right. move for SAR mission, search right. and rescue. Sure. Right. If we can't get somewhere, we can't help people. Right. No doubt. So we figured, okay, we have no communications. That's just the way it is. Okay, well, you know, we hate to say that way, it's not good for officer safety, but at one time police had no communications, they had call boxes. They needed police they had to go mile to a key to open up a call box to try right. to call, right. just the way it was right. military sometimes you, you're on your own sure and what we did in one area my commanders did exactly the same thing i didn't have communication with the other areas probably for uh, two three days before we were able to actually sit down and meet and and, and well. talk and then try to give out some better forms of limited communications but in the day when we talked we were all were doing the same thing oh yeah all four parts of the county all four teams on the same sheet of music well, that's great. Work. And that's just plan your work, work your plan. You right. Know, yeah, thing. right. So what amazed me was when um, uh, Sea Oats Beach, mm-hmm. oh, which yeah. mile marker 74, which yeah. is probably, I think, the closest that the water comes to the street. Right. That thing was just a mountain of sand. It, it was. And the fact was that you guys mess. were able yeah. to well, get it clear as soon as you were. And I give Terry Abel and the fire guys all the credit with that. They did a great job. They had this yeah. already on standby. They were sure. ready to roll with this stuff. It's like Rick's saying, too. Um, our partnerships with them. I mean, we knew. Can't beat I, it. I came out in the morning while it was still blowing pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And there was guys out there on Bobcats and front end loaders, like the sheriff was saying, Moving stuff around, I'm oh. like, I said I couldn't believe it. Power <laughs> Company, Jason and his guys were out there oh, right yeah. away trying yeah. to get stuff set up. They were running down to Marathon because they had mm-hmm. an issue at the school and stuff. So they were actually, everybody was working well as a team, and I think that was the key to this whole thing because, in my opinion, I thought we did a really, really good job yeah. with oh, this whole absolutely. storm. And, and not just no the sheriff's office, it. but I think everybody that was involved in it, working, the public trying to work with us and understanding you know, the issues that we were having. I mean, we had one gas station that was basically yeah. running and open. Yeah. Utilities um, stepped up for yeah, this, they, too, they big were, time. The yeah. co-op was amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you can't say enough about them with stuff either, but everybody working to, together on this mm-hmm. whole thing, it worked out really, really well. And I think if we hadn't had that, we probably would have still been shut down for a lot longer. I mean, the sheriff oh, sure. was adamant that we get the road up and we need to get going. We need sure. to be able to get people down here. Um, you know, And it wasn't just because, well, they need to get down and check their home. You needed the resources and stuff down here. Sure. You needed to have the grocery stores and stuff. But right. like we were talking, one of the biggest things that you can do it creates an anxiety when you can't get to oh. your your family or oh, your yeah. house yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and people were, but he realized that I feel, and I felt that it was a good thing too at the time. You know, I was a little apprehensive, but realized, man, I I wouldn't want to be away from my stuff. No, I wouldn't want to sure. be down here. Which so. which brings me to a point. Well, which I think you guys did a great job because on top of trying to open the infrastructure, you still had policing to do. Right, and I think your control of the looting, especially yeah, down Lower Keys, you guys did a phenomenal yeah, they job. Were, they were great with curtailing that. Cool. Something that uh, causes us great anxiety here, Corey, is uh, when our sponsors don't get to be on the air. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, okay. Uh, we're gonna... Speaking of looting. Rick looks so serious. You know, it's great. I'm always serious. Uh, we're gonna... <laughs> Sheriff has to be serious all the time. Harry knows that. Uh, we're going to take another break, folks. You're listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys live on Radio A1A. Please go to Facebook and like yes. us. We're kind of an insecure yeah, lot. We, we are. require your validation. And uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us. This is your Key West Honorary Mayor, Gonzo Mays, and you're listening to Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. So damn the carnations, full speed ahead. If you're a realtor or if you're buying a home or selling a home, maybe you're thinking about buying a piece of land to build on. 
One thing you need to consider in any real estate transaction is title. You want to be sure there are no surprises ahead. Getting clear title and title insurance is the one and only job of Sunshine Title of the Keys. Sunshine Title for escrow, closings, and title insurance. Done right. Call Ginny at Sunshine Title, 305-451-0032 today. This is Jeff Brewer's song, Blink of an Eye, and it's kind of a special little treat for us. Harry, do your deal. When you see the storm coming, you don't know what to do. Because all those early warnings hardly ever come true. So you prepare just a little, because you've seen it all before. With a zig and a zag, it's a Category 4. The house shivers and it shakes You hold on to each other Maybe take you a pill Maybe hide beneath the covers You know it isn't over When you see it slowing down The worst is yet to come The worst is coming round And your life can change in an instant Your life may never be the same And your life can change in the blink of an eye Of a hurricane Sometimes I wonder if I was too lazy Sometimes I wonder if we should have tried to leave Sometimes I wonder if I'm going crazy From what these storms in life Will make you believe Early next morning Can't believe what you see It blew down your mailbox It blew down the trees You think of your loved ones You wish you could call But nothing is working No connections at all And your life has changed in an instant Your life may never be the same And your life has changed in the blink of an eye Of a hurricane That damn hurricane Hey, Radio A1A listeners, this is Michael Marinelli, the real estate conk, wishing you tropical vibes. There's that music again. There it is. <laughs> We're back. Rocking on so, in. This is uh, Florida Keys Real Estate Guys live on Radio A1A. If you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, we sure appreciate you coming along. And uh, this guy's singing about Facebook. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. There's a song for everything. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, and the, <laughs> doing my best Doc Brown impression today, folks. Oh, wow. So uh, thank you for coming along. We really appreciate you being here. Uh, we are joined by uh, Captain Corey Bryan yes. from Monroe County Sheriff's, Sheriff Rick Ramsey from Monroe County. Thank you. And uh, we've gotten through uh, crime rate. Things are looking good. New season. Everything's going well. You know, Yay. Put it up there. Uh, also, uh, Hurricane... 
uh, the drill that you yeah. just went through uh, today, actually. Today, yes. Yeah. This morning. Right. Uh, down a marathon went well. Uh, evident we survived the drill. Yes, that's always we good. So now, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> now we're going to find out: Are we going to survive if we have uh, you know uh, any kind of storm activity this year? I don't know what the the usually uh, USGS and and the other guys out in Gray, uh, Colorado, right? Colorado, whatnot have got their predictions out by now. I, th- I think yeah. they they anticipated that there's going to be um, less storms yeah. um, than last year, but it's still going to be an active season. I yeah. just read that this morning. Okay, so. you know that seems like a real half ass way. I, right, I know. Right, <laughs> that's fast, it's, it's going to be bad, yeah. but not really bad. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> you know, yeah. in the day is you know, these things are just a guessing game. Yeah, yeah. you know, well, it's, it's, it's yeah, it feels best like they case should scenario. just set out there the headline duck. You know, yeah, yeah. and, and there like, you go. You know, playing darts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, um, the biggest thing we always talk about is um, being prepared. Sure. Mm-hmm. People planning ahead and having a plan, even at work. We uh, have our employees to have an impersonal hurricane plan. Right. Mm-hmm. And our stations are well. All our commanders right now have finished up their updates of their hurricane plans. Every station, division, unit all have a hurricane plan. Mm-hmm. And we look at them, go through, and make sure we're okay with it and what the plan is going to be in regards to the, the – safety of their assets, right. their people, where, where they're going to go, what they're going to do, how it's going to go. And we make a lot of decisions kind of on the fly, too, based on what's happening. You have to. Like, I don't think you have any choice, well, do we, you? We really haven't evacuated personnel in the past, but right. we saw the last storm coming, and that right. one time was the highest recorded um, storm right. ever in the Atlantic. Yeah. It came up so fast that we just didn't want to have our personnel unshelters right. or refuge last resorts mm-hmm. in harm's way. Right. And besides that, their cars. We right. have to save the sure. we have to save the fleet. Uh, our personnel are number sure. one. But without a fleet, we can't do the post job. Right. That's a that's a good analogy. You don't think can't about get around, that. can't get around. So I decided, yeah. which we've never done, to evacuate all the men and women out of the county uh, last minute. Yeah. Their cars. But also I evacuated the main the jail. Which we've never in the history of the sheriff's office evacuated at the jail. Did you catch some heat for that? I oh I, I catch heat for everything. <laughs> <laughs> right, Let's roll off a shoulder. Break the tension there uh, a little. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I did, but it was still a right thing to do. Yeah, and, and you know the reality is, um, the main jail was a Cat Five building. I thought the building would survive, right. but I did not believe that the infrastructure that supported right. the jail would be intact. Mm-hmm. And what I can't have is six hundred prisoners there with a dead building. Sure. Not a good idea. And, and it was, and no hospitals. Hospitals all shut down. Right. Sure. No medical attention. No, right. no, no nothing. And at the end of the day, when it was over, we had no power, no water, no gray water pumps, which means right. you can't flush toilets. Right. right. Can't do showers. We lost the uh, main power, lost the generators. We lost the elevators, the sally ports, mm-hmm. the communications at the jail. So mm-hmm. we wouldn't be able to get anybody in or out of the jail. Sure. Um, the food. We had 10 days' worth of food, but it expired because of the generators went out. Right, like refrigeration. You know, there's no air conditioning. So summertime, without AC, that building would get 100-something degrees in the building. Ugly. You're worried about smells and, and, and boils and, and communicable you know, problems. Every officer would have quit. Mm-hmm. You know, people would have been in medical emergencies dying, but yeah. I had no resources to get them out of here. Right. We had no helicopter. We evacuated all our trauma star helicopters. Right. You know, all the fire rescues were shut down. The ha- hospitals were shut down. What am I going to do? Let right. people die in the facility? Yeah. And all the agitation just right. being oh in that kind of environment with folks who might not be. Uh, well, it's bad enough for right now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Michael, we would have had. I would have had ninety-five percent of my staff quit right there. Right. So, end of the day, it was the right decision. Smart move. No one got hurt. Right. No one escaped. They were all safe out of harm's way, and we can focus our energy 
on other matters, right, more right. pressing, trying to somehow get the road open and start doing search and rescue missions. I had prisoners out of town for about two and a half weeks up in Palm Beach County. It uh, wasn't popular by the officers who didn't want to go up there and be there, <laughs> right. but it was the right decision. For sure. Now, the only, only oh. the main heat I took for the most part was that I waited too long, too late to make the decision. Right. But it's always easy to mind that quarterback right. somebody. Okay? Oh, yeah. Hindsight's always 20. At one time, if you remember, the cone, first it was going to be up in Palm Beach. Oh, yeah. right? Then it was Dade. Yeah. Then it was, um, I'm sorry, Broward. Then it was yeah. Dade. Then it was Ocean Reef. Right. I thought for sure Ocean Reef was the one that was going to get it. They kept saying, it's definitely going to get it, all the predictions. Yeah. But at one time, the safest place in all of Florida was basically Big Coppet to Key West. <laughs> right. Because the cone was everywhere <laughs> else in Florida. Right. Are you going to evacuate into a path of a storm? That'd be ridiculous. Right. Yeah. The only place that was not in the cone at all was Key West. Right. Well, as it moved down, yeah. and I figured, okay, we're going to get it because the storm's too big to make mm-hmm. a, a drastic shift. It's like trying to turn an aircraft carrier sure. in a canal. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. So I made the point, okay, right. we're going to get the big one. And I don't believe the infrastructure in that building is going to survive. The building right. be there. I can't rep- jeopardize 600 inmates and 150 um, personnel. Right. I have to focus my energy on... Monroe. Right. I mean, get them out of, just like everybody else. Get your mother, get your grandmother, get your kids. If you're staying, get those people out of the way so you can focus on right. what you have to do. Right. So I got the prisoners out, detention deputies out, my patrol officers, my fleet. Only thing left here was a skeleton crew. I stayed. Mm-hmm. I stayed at a shelter myself. Mm-hmm. And I had a few of my commanders who said, hey, if you're staying, we're staying with you. Yeah. You know, and all my line personnel left for the most part. But in every geographic area, I had my XOCOs, my command staff, who said, we're going to ride it out. I, they, sure. had, they had the option, but, you know, um, we're going to stay here and we're with you. And we're going to be here to, uh, when the wind stops, get out there and start team assessing and getting a plan. So when the troops show back up, we can immediately say, we need this, this, and this. You, there. Take a, a squad of mm-hmm. uh, officers, go over here. And we did that. And it took us, because the roads were blocked. Sure. It took me a day and a half, two days to be able to get my fleet and personnel back. So for the first t- short time, there was only a few of us. I was out patrolling, you know, and trying to do stuff, you know, um, before, during, and after the hurricane, we actually had to go out for a rescue during the hurricane for a car crash where someone died in hurricane oh, conditions. Yeah, right. We took two two-man units um, for somebody who crashed his truck over 100 miles an hour in the hurricane right. and died. Oh, right. But so back to the story is, you know, in the end of the day, while I took heat for it, it was the right decision, hands sure. down. I have zero question about it. But you know how it is. Uh, anything you do uh, post-emergency, people mm-hmm. are going to uh, pick apart everything. Sure. Well, they should have done this. They should have done this. Well, this is stupid. Okay, well, one day you'll be in charge. And Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> right. But until yeah. then, yeah. I'm paid to make the decisions. Right. And, you know, you know I stand by my decisions. That. Well, right. if they're right, um, let's stand by it. But if they're wrong, then I take then I step, accepted that I made the call, and if it was a wrong call, it's on me. Mm-hmm. You know, as a leader, you got to step up, and you like to – you try to make decisions you think are right. Yep. The majority of the time, I think I make right decisions, but I'm not perfect. Everybody else, sometimes I look back and say, man. I wish, uh, I wish I wouldn't have done that, or maybe right. I should have done this. You know, yeah. I evaluate myself, and it's hard to evaluate yourself. Right. And, and but, What are we going to see different from you guys uh, should we face another Irma? Okay, well, you say you guys. The biggest thing in the sheriff's office, our plans haven't changed much. Our mm-hmm. plans remain the same. You it's know, a loving way to say right. law enforcement. Right. right. <laughs> and some things are difficult, like the reentry. You know, people were really mad at the sheriff's yeah. office because they couldn't get back in. Right. But we tried to tell your listeners. Rick Ramsey doesn't decide that you evacuate. <laughs> right. That's the call from the county. They right. call for an evacuation. Right. When they call it, it's the sheriff's office responsibility to make sure the smooth, orderly, and safe as possible and get the people out. Carry it out. But when the hurricane's over, Rick Ramsey doesn't say, 
okay, you can come in or you can't come in. Right. Rick Ramsey and his team are the enforcement exactly. That's to carry out orders, directions from the county and the city leaders yeah. who right. say, we're not ready. We can't take them. Don't let them in yet. Right. And I'm one of five votes that make a decision. It's the fire chief, the sheriff, the emergency management director, sure. the mayor, and the county administrator yeah. are the ones that are um, making decisions. Mm-hmm. So. I'm 20% of the vote. So I tell people, if you're going to be mad at the vote, just be mad at me 20%. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what you guys do. You you guys don't make the laws or the decisions. You guys enforce them. And you guys are doing a job that you're basically ordered to do. Basically, I'm not a legislative branch. I'm an executive branch. My job is not to make the laws or rules or regulations, but enforce them, make sure they're enforced. But same thing the county government. They say no. We don't want to keep a roadblock. We don't want anybody in there. My job is to make sure no one comes in unless they're authorized to come in. Right. My job isn't to decide, okay, um, you can come in. You know, people who stayed didn't want anybody to come back in. They said, mm-hmm. we can't take care of ourselves. There's no right. food, no water, no gas. Right. Don't let them in. Well, I people didn't want who, them coming in to eat my steaks. But, yeah. <laughs> people who were in the outer county wanted to come in were sure. angry. Yeah. And then as we let people in, we were getting beat up. You shouldn't let them back in. You know, we can't. There are going to be looters and be criminals involved. My stance all along was I wanted people, and I was open about it, that I wanted people in early because I wanted homeowners to be able to go back and take care of their property, mm-hmm. save what they can, secure their roof, pick up something before someone grabs it. Right. But, you know, once again, we're worried about down power, power lines, right. accessibility to get back to neighborhoods. You know, it took a long time to get the side streets opened up. Sure. sure. And we have to have utility workers trying to put power up there. We have water going everywhere. You know, we have um, some places that have feces that, you know, the sewer septic tanks right. overfill. You've got, you know, health department issues here. Right. We know we had no food and no water and no shelter, you know, and there was really no resource. We, we barely could take care of the people who were truly here. So that right. was a true right. concern. I had the concern. Sure. But my bigger concern was, look, someone comes back. I can't have a family living in a car at the Homestead Air, uh, track for um, two weeks in a mm-hmm. car. Right. Or they can't afford to be in a hotel for two weeks. Yeah. You know, um, and I still said if it was me, I'd want me if I owned a house. If I'm a renter, right. stay out. But, you know, I wanted people to get back. If my house, I want to get back and see what's left and right. save what I can, fix what I can. Sure. And also I wanted people who had businesses to try to salvage their businesses and maybe open up a limited basis to sure. have a little bit of gas, maybe a little right. grocery, a little something. Right. We, we have to event- – as soon as we can, we have to start getting some sense of normalcy back going. Absolutely. You've got to crawl before yeah. you can walk. we got to. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in those type of decisions, you will never – Make everyone happy when you're making decisions on those Not magnitude level. You know, right. maybe yeah. a micro level, but when you're talking, you know, that level. Yeah, it's big. And people are frustrated. Sure. They're aggravated. They're sent, they want to bent on somebody. Right. And sometimes you're the punching bag. And you know, right. I, I took a, a lot of crap, but that's you know part of being in charge. Sometimes. And I know you guys I, also keep in mind that you know that storm hit early September. Mm-hmm. You've still got couple more months left of the season. Right, I mean, yeah. one thing we learned is, you know, uh, Wilma came through late October. Yep, right. You never know. It's never over till it's yeah. over. So well, I think it's an important point. thing to get people in so that they can secure their property, get rid of some stuff that might need, that could become well, issues I, later I, on down. I'll tell you one other right. thing real quick with that. What Please. ended up happening was is that everybody was frustrated for maybe two or three days. And then everybody started working together. Yeah. And they realized, you know, these are their neighbors. These are their friends. These are people that they need to have help. And, right. and assist them, so they did. And then 
it was like one of those fleeting things where everybody was really upset. You know, some of the people in our communities and stuff up here. But in the end, everybody was working together, mm-hmm. watching out for each other, taking care of each other, right. doing what they needed to do, which is what this whole community has always been community about. And it's really, really good. So I, I think, um, you know, I agree with the sheriff. He probably took some, some heat on it and stuff. But I, I'm not sure that it was really warranted in that, that respect because when you stopped and looked at it in the end, Everybody knew what they needed to do and how to help each other, right. and that was very important. On that note, folks, you know, gentlemen, and time is our enemy here today. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, uh, Sheriff Rick Ramsey, uh, Captain Corey Bryan, guys, thank you so much. Really appreciate you, being here. You will be coming back. We'll be back here. We've uh, eaten up our allotment <laughs> of time today. So, uh, But uh, Rick and Corey, thank hey, you guys. Hey, we appreciate it, Bryce. Thank, thank you. Guys. This is great information. Time. Really a, a pleasure having you on here and giving us an insight uh, to this whole hurricane mechanism and life in the Keys that uh, you don't normally get, folks. You know, no. so this is the uh, the bonus plan here <laughs> from the guys so, who do it firsthand. Absolutely. So uh, thank you so much. Oh, uh, we will take another break. When we come back, you're going to get a look at his special listings. Yes. Yada yes. yada yada. <laughs> don't go away. Good job, Mike. Yeah. Right, guys, thank you. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, that was... The Florida Keys is a chain of islands known for its crystal blue waters, famous for sports fishing, world-class diving, and its laid-back atmosphere. National Park and the National Marine Sanctuary, the Keys are home to a precious and rare ecosystem found nowhere else. Here you will also find world-class dining featuring fresh-from-the-dock seafood as well as other chef-prepared culinary favorites. The Florida Keys has the feel of a quaint seaside village with a laid-back vibe, taking you worlds away from everyday cares. Stunning coastal-inspired homes line the shores of the islands offering spectacular sunset views. Whether you start your day taking in the sunrise on your oceanfront veranda or heading out on the water for an adventure, the Keys has something to offer everyone. American Caribbean Real Estate, your Christie's International Real Estate Brokerage, knows that our island lifestyle is just as important as the home, and we are prepared to match you to the right property to fit your lifestyle. As the local Christie's International Real Estate affiliate, we have the powerful backing of the network, including 1,300 offices worldwide, and the only real estate company owned by a premier auction house. This, added to our local market expertise, makes American Caribbean Real Estate the right agency to assist you in finding your piece of paradise in the Florida Keys. There we, uh, there we go. Hello. We love that live aspect of uh, radio and video. Yes, but uh, 
You know, welcome back to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live. That was a great segment we had with our uh, law awesome. enforcement guys. Absolutely. And, you know, that's a key component when we're talking about a lot of things here in the county, and that helps us with our real estate, which we're going to do our uh, real estate segment that we have right now. And this property that you're looking at, if you're watching on YouTube, is our great property on Old Highway, 88887 Old Highway. It is a beautiful three-bedroom, two-bath, nice. totally updated, brand new, and I mean like only months old, um, with Windows, doors, impact, metal roof, the most incredible cheeky you've ever seen at a residential Speaking home. And a, yeah, absolutely. And a waterfall uh, pool that's just gorgeous. As I mentioned, 3 3. It's a phenomenal price of $669,000. And if you're looking for something brand new kitchen, brand new baths that you can walk right into, enjoy yourself, or even potentially rent out when you're not using, this thing would be a phenomenal income producing property when you're not using it. If you're deciding not to make this your full time residence, although I think when you see it, you'll want to make it your full-time residence. So a great, great property right in Isla Mirada on what we call Millionaire's Row. So if you'd like more information on that, I'd be happy to give it to you. Um, and uh, we're going to go next to uh, a really awesome, awesome property. This is one of the best properties I've ever had the opportunity to list. It is uh, on Old Overseas Highway in Key Largo. It is a two and a quarter uh, acre estate that we have. It's a four bedroom, four bath beachfront with a huge uh, finger pier that has a seaplane dock. That's what we call the property Aero Largo. Nice. So it's, as I mentioned, it's three bedrooms in the main house plus a detached guest house. It's an amazing guest suite that you have. Beautiful pool. This property has been used, and you can see why, for countless modeling shoots, TV commercials, uh, just all kinds of publicity has gone on at this particular property. And it is a phenomenal, in the terms of value, it's $3,699,000. And I know that might sound like a large price tag, but when you compare this property on the world stage, which this one certainly can compete, that's actually a pretty darn good value when you're looking at the Florida Keys for getting this type of property, which is unheralded uh, when you take a look at it. Another property that we have that's another awesome house is right in White Marlin Beach uh, subdivision here in Lower Matacumbe Key. This is our property at 125 Venetian Drive. It has 70 feet of dockage, and it's just been built. They just got their CO, and it has uh, three bedrooms upstairs plus a separate guest suite downstairs. Again, all brand new, new kitchen, new baths, everything's new, impact windows, metal roof, and an awesome subdivision that has its own. Sandy Beach, which is a true rarity that we have down here in the Keys. So something to really enjoy. You want to go in the afternoon and take a dip out there. You come back in. You got your boat in the backyard in a brand new house. And that one's currently available for $1,175,000. And it's close for great fishing on either Oceanside or Bayside. You have your choice that you can be out to either of the fishing grounds really, really quickly. So some great properties that we have for sale. There's going to be some new stuff coming up pretty soon as well. So give me a call if you're looking at property here in the Florida Keys, give us a call. We can certainly assist you uh, all throughout the Keys and uh, find you your dream oasis. There you go. That's uh, uh, yours to have. Yeah. <laughs> Buy it from him. Yes, please That's do. The way to go. Uh, <laughs> thanks to uh, Sunshine Title and uh, Jenny Pinnell and those thank guys you up there. Uh, thank you to Heartbreakers uh, Brew House here. Uh, and uh, the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys, we make it happen every week. Yes, we thanks do. Thanks for coming along. We'll see you next Monday. Tropical Vibes.